All right, so we just had coffee, and well, you had tea, and I'm looking at your albums and your tapes. Um, I think first, maybe can we can you talk about which neighborhood we're in, and introduce yourself. You're a podcaster, a musician. Um, you've explored anarchism in the Mexican context. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, if you could just locate where we are and share a bit about yourself. Uh, we are in, uh, it's called Colonia Iztaccíhuatl, that is close to Mexico City's downtown. This is uh, a little bit like working class uh, neighborhood. And um, I'm Alfredo Bojorcas. And, and like you said, I, I play music and like organize with people that want to, I don't know, a world a little bit different. <laughs> Or, or a lot different um, and yeah and I do podcasts specifically for like social or mm -hmm. um, I don't know like critical thinking on social issues okay. or political issues yeah mm -hmm. okay so your your, po your podcasts are existing and your conversations uh, are existing at a very particular time mm -hmm. in Mexico where we have a social democratic government in name um Practice is something else, um, you know, and we were talking before we started recording about the sort of contradictions of this moment. Um, you know, there's a lot of open questions about uh, the future of Mexico's relationship with indigenous lands, uh, mining, uh, the train that's being constructed, concepts of tourism, Uh, the feminist movement critique of the government. There's so many uh, different, very strong movements happening. Um, why do you, why do you think like there's an interest in sort of, you know, anarchist critiques of state power today in Mexico in this context? Um, and 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 yeah, if you could share a bit of your reflections on this. Okay. And um, I think that there's a interest and uh, a critic to the state right now, because of because of the people that vote for this government uh -huh. are kind of like uh, sad about how it went. Okay. And so it's pretty interesting that the the people that are more angry about this this state yeah. is the ones specifically the ones that vote for it. So it's kind of weird. It's that's why I I podcasted a whole year about like why we are so uh, into the nation, a nation that like it will never give us what we want or what we ask to it. So yeah, for me that that was this is the moment like people voted for uh, like me media class, like people that go to college or artists or activists or whatever. Uh, uh, me me. Yeah, Clase Media. Yeah. Uh, they voted and now they're super sad and angry and fighting. So it's interesting because for one part, you have uh, like old activists that fight it in the streets, but that they, they are now in the government. And this happens in all the left governments in Latin America. Yes. Yes. This is kind of the same thing in, in, in Kirchner or in Evo Morales or Lula. Uh, Lula. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's it, it we're having like a fight intergenerational fight wow. because the people that were fighting for like 30 años like 30 years now a lot of them not all of them are in the government and they're uh, 
having more money for what they did and they have a sense of winning. But at the same time, we have new struggles going on, land struggles, uh, indigenous uh, identities coming up, uh, like resurging or sure. reemerging all the time. Language. Language, yeah. traditions, recipes of food yeah. or practices, cultural practice, music, yeah. instruments and stuff. And people are slow, but pretty like into that and, and they're politicizing their lands, their identities, their families. Yeah. I think it's weird because there's a lot of white people like trying to get this identity capital, but at the same time, there's a lot of like people from small towns like Jasnaya Aguilar or I don't know, like the Maya Asambleas uh, in the southern of the country. Yeah. That are not like fancy or bougie, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. white thing. Be- uh, people from indigenous heritage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That they are fighting in their lands, like not 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 from the big cities. You know, it's yeah. it's a fight and identity rooted and and like localized, situated in their places. Sure. So so it's pretty interesting because this was. Like uh, a few years ago, the, this was just Zapatista movement. And now it's not just Zapatista. It's more like that we have a lot of Souths. Yeah. Uh, we have just one political South as a metaphor. I that it was same, the Zapatista what movement. You said that there is many Souths. I mean, because you have the Mije organization with Yasnaya at the top, for, to give you an example. And she has the biggest critic to the state, like the most articulated critic to the Mexican state right now. And, and she lived in, in, in the Mije Sierra in Oaxaca. And she's a tinker uh, that I admire a lot. And a lot of people are reading. I think that this is related to the, 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 the class media, the middle class, that voted to a government that they didn't did what they expected. Mm-hmm. So now people like Yasnaya uh, are like having a lot of attention and a lot of like organizing and stuff going on. And so that's why I say that it's a lot of South. It's not. It's just not. It's not just Zapatista that are having the international attention yeah. about a political South in Mexico, a decolonized program mm-hmm. rooted and situated in a place. Yeah. We now you have a lot like different Southern points of struggle. Points of struggle like yeah. the Asambleas Mayas. I'm I'm kind of like uh, supporting right now with the things that I do. I'm I'm doing a sci-fi. Anarchist, anarchist sci-fi reading group that, that and part of the money is for the Maya uh, Asambleas. How do you say Asambleas in English? Assembly. Assembly, yeah. Organizations. Organizations. Know, people that they uh, sit in a circle and, and they're fighting against the government. Uh, the Maya, uh, well, the government, but specifically the Maya train. So it's people that live there and, and they are like having these problems directly to this machine that is uh, breaking their towns there. Uh, a few years ago, it wasn't there, you know? It maybe it, it, all these things are going on like in the present, like right now. So that's why it's, that's why it's important to, to see that there's a lot of fights and a lot of them are against the state from different traditions, you know? Like mm-hmm. land, indigenous, but that's divided you know you have the mije thinking in the sierra with jasnaya you have the maya struggle you have the zapatista struggle and and that in the indigenous uh, world uh, that's why we had the 
Congreso Nacional Indígena y eh, Consejo Nacional Indígena that is bigger than the Zapatista struggle. Uh, with all of this, I'm trying to say that this is getting expansive. You know, the, 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 the left or anti-capitalism or anti-state has a lot of, like, branch or... Mm -hmm. uh, it, you have a, the whole political umbrella. Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, 10 years ago, five years ago, it wasn't like that. You just have, like, liberals and conservatives fighting together for, like, 100 years. So something happened in the last three or five years that it really changes because you have indigenous, bougie indigenous, poor indigenous, land indigenous, urban indigenous, and they're all like, they are not always uh, agreeing with, some of them work with the government, some of them are against the government. So so it's it's a lot, you know, going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and everything changes all the time. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, the, and, and I think the, the, the principal critic to the state in Mexico, it doesn't come from anarchism. It comes from land struggle. Mm -hmm. So anarchists are kind of like just uh, channelizing, like receiving that and, and trying to get mm -hmm. into engage. that. Yeah, engage. But but it's interesting because Mije, Mije community specifically, they recognize anarchist urban struggle as a legitimate thing. So it's interesting because it's, it's, it's like... We, We kind of like them; they kind of like us, but we're, we don't mix. Uh, like, uh, like in the in, in the, the cultural in, heritage, in a cultural heritage, yeah. There's not an identity fighting like I'm indigenous and you're not, and you're white. It's just like we're fighting the same thing. Each one in in their places, in their own places. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think for people to sort of conceptualize what's going on in Mexico today, you know. I appreciate what you mentioned in terms of like looking at Mexico from a sort of regional perspective, right? Like you mentioned the sort of tensions that existed, you know, between, um, you know, the government of Evo Morales and indigenous movements in Bolivia, very different context, of course, but, or the PT in Brazil. And I think it's really interesting to sort of um, Conceptual, conceptualize like a multitude of struggles, this idea that also there isn't a victory. <laughs> And I mean, it might be um, overwhelming to think about it that way, but um, I think with a social democratic government that maybe hasn't lived up to what it promised, uh, it opens space, it seems, for many possibilities. For us to understand a bit more Could you maybe just highlight a few points of critique of this current government and why you think it has opened up, like this context, not the government, but this contradiction has opened up space for these struggles. I mean, the train struggle, people probably don't know much about it. I, I just know that it exists, mm -hmm. but I, I don't have a, a great depth of, of understanding of it. Mm -hmm. Well, the the thing the thing with this government and this moment in in Mexico for me, like in the variety of struggles, it's pretty related to huge enterprises or like what we call mega proyectos, like, mm, like mega projects. Mega projects, exactly. So, so I think th th there's like like big struggles and then like small things that, that the people are fighting at the same time. Okay. So the Tren Maya and and the the aqueductos or yeah, the, it's it's kind of related to the Dakota fightings with the gas mm -hmm. uh, things. 
But standing, here, standing rock. A standing rock, exactly. I think it's or there's a parallel with that. Wet suetin. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, in here, it, it, you have like two big struggles that make people to, to take position against the government. Mm -hmm. One is the Maya in the south, south, southeast of the, the, uh, of the country that is pretty far away. And, 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 and you can easily see that it's another nation. It's another Spanish. It's another food. It's another everything. A nation without a state, but, but it's a, a different nation. Um, the Maya nation and close to here you have and, and Zapatistas will be in that in that like area yeah and just to like imagine the southeast it's, it's a whole tradition and thing with their own history I, I come from there so I'm, I, I kind of like started to my militancy there you know mm. with Zapatistas and then through anarchism Respect. but it's it's pretty mixed everywhere And so the thing now is that you have this Maya struggle that I will talk a little bit more. And, f and here in the like Nahuatl or yeah, the, this part, like the Cuenca de Mexico, that is more related to water and, and air and technologies, like this huge ventilators. Wind say, turbines. Uh, th those things. Mm -hmm. uh, so when the government uh, started this uh, social democratic, whatever thing that they have now, they killed a leader that is super important here. And a lot of people m turn into anarchism or uh, indigenous struggles uh, when this guy, Samir Flores, was killed. And, and I think Samir, uh, it's... I think that will be the two capital struggles or big things. Samir Flores, that, that was killed uh, two years ago. She, he was a huge fighter from Morelos, close here, like hours from here, uh, against the Hidroelectricas and these mega projects, one of these mega projects that this new government uh, make it easy for them to, to get into the towns and, and get the sources, the resources. So this guy was killed and a lot of people get pretty angry with this government, like specifically uh, because, well, we think that the government wanted him to be dead. With, and that happens with a lot of activists. Uh, journalists and activisms, activists die all the time in, this, in all the governments in Mexico. But particularly Samir Flores was, I think uh, the, the, the last government was uh, Miguel Peralta the case of Miguel Peralta and this this government is the what makes people anarchists a lot of the time or or, or indigenous struggle involved mm -hmm. is uh, close to Mexico City is the case of Samir Flores that you should google or, or like know more because it's non international talk, talked about and in the in the south southeast it's different because how can i say this easily i mean um Regionally, the South is pretty divided. So the Southeast, the Maya area is divided in like the outspoke political, that is the Zapatista or the CNE. And there's more like an, a, a little more colonized Maya area, that is where I'm from, that is Yucatan, Cancun, Playa del Carmen, Tulum, all, all of this tourism colonialism. Uh, it's, it's less uh, identity proud or something more colonized, more whitewashed. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the train is starting there and the first ones to fight against this train, uh, the, the train has a history. The, the train was one of the biggest 
dreams of the government that this social democracy is trying to that is pretty nostalgic with the revolutionary dreams mexican revolutionary dreams uh, was to have a train like a revolutionary like a working class kind of train so this social democracy that that it's pretty interesting because you have like uh how, how can i say like in indigenous pro-government anarchist pro-government It's pretty divided, but wow. the thing is that uh, the social Mexican democracy, social democracy of Mexico, has a lot of nostalgia of the revolutionary moment a hundred years ago, yeah. and 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 they even have papers, newspapers with the same name as the anarchist classical Mexican anarchist newspapers names. So it's there's a lot of nostalgia from the government, and one of these nostalgia actions. Uh, symbolic and real nostalgic things is to have this train and this train uh, they, they, from the government they're talking about this train to connect the, the tourism that comes from Cancun to fly that flies to Cancun yeah. but wants to travel the whole south, south southeast so it's it's interesting because they, they're trying to connect all that area with one technology So, so all the, 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 the people like the big capital that, that are interested to, to have hotels there, to have uh, resources, extractivism, all of these are interested in this train at the same time. So, so it's a huge thing and they're changing it all the time because people are getting in the and discourse. out the, in the discourse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's like, there, we, we can't idealize this because there's not a lot of people struggling against it there is people struggling against it but most of it are here so it's and and i include myself in this <laughs> so it's interesting because uh, i just went i got from there uh, yesterday and um there is people fighting against it but but not a lot we need to be honest there's yeah, it's, it's 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 a few people that it's fighting against this train Because a lot of people see it in a class, like a class opportunity to have more, uh, I don't know, like um, more clients or more tourists getting there. It's, it's, it's an area of the country that is historically uh, forgotten. Marginalized. Yeah, but now it's marginalized, but now it's, it's a trendy place and it's getting pretty... Uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of extractivism in a lot of ways. The train is one. But the selling of uh, Maya lands is another one. And they're selling everything. And I think like in a few years it will be sold out. But the thing is that a lot of people are moving there. It's pretty cheap because the, the, the working people historically there is like a slavery. They have a slavery history there. So they, they don't pay a lot. And they, a lot of people have like f almost free land and almost free work. And, and there's like international, national, and regional uh, extractivism in, in all directions. Wow. So the Southeast, it's, th that's why you have Zapatistas there. Is the, it has a long tradition of resistance, a few people r resisting, and a lot of people extracting things. A lot of things, work, land, resources, a, a lot of things are going on there. So I, I repeat, there's indigenous government people defending the train a lot of course and and you have indigenous people uh, fighting against it and it's not a lot but we have something uh, specifically uh, you have the assemblea assemblea muchimba 
that is a group that gets together with two purposes, fight against mega proyectos uh, like the Tren Maya and uh, like re Mayanize for, uh, sure. like a resurgence of Mayan culture exactly and and they talk about the their culture and mm -hmm. their identity all the time I kind I'm kind of connected with them and and they're pretty interesting people people that are pretty alone too because isolated. yeah isolated because they are just like a few people doing this and and they are not all together sure, you know? sure. So, so but we have things going on And I think these things are getting bigger and the cities are more and more getting into it and, and connected with them. Just to say a few things, because th this will be the cap for me, the capital struggles. Below that, it's like uh, migrant struggles, yeah. all, all the things that happen with Central America. The, the south border is pretty different from the north and you have a lot of people going in and, and this is getting polit politicized against the state too because the migra... Uh, like migratory police, I don't know how to say that. Yeah. Uh, uh, persecute police, them. Uh, enforcement of border control. Yeah. So, so we have like a, a different internationalism there, like Zapatista indigenous with Central Americans internationalism. Yeah. Of uh, but this is going on right now. It's like in, at this very yeah. moment, there's new people getting. And they're getting close to old struggles because there's food there, there's places to stay and sleep. And, and, and all of it is connected with spirituality too because there's a lot of like uh, liberation theology, priests and yeah. people that are involved with this like since ever. <laughs> yeah, because I mean the south of the country is culturally, southeast is culturally connected with Uh, Guatemala culturally. I mean, the borders are constructions uh, in terms of indigenous um, uh, identity and culture. Um, thanks so much for sharing all that. I think, you know, maybe to finish this conversation and, you know, I think that this will open a lot of doors for people. So thank you so much. Um, we're thinking about all these subjects in contemporary Mexico uh, today You've been trying to explore these issues as an as an anarchist, as a podcaster, as an artist, as a musician, through um, not just active practice, but you've actually just been taking the time. This past year, you were doing a podcast on the work of Sarah Ahmed. Um, why was it important for you to take the time to explore ideas? I mean, everything you just described, there's a lot of urgency. Mm -hmm that space for reflection, which, you know, I think, you know, a lot of your um, friends and networks in Mexico have engaged with your work to explore. Why was that important for you in this context you described? Uh, that was important for me because podcasting was a way to deprivatize, unprivatize, I don't know how to say that, uh, to make collective uh, a talk that we were having. Collectivized. Uh, Uh, yeah, to, to collectivize a, 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 a talk that we were having with, with doors closed. Okay, so, to make it public. Yeah, okay. so that was my way. This, this podcasting was my way, in this book specifically, was my, the way that, that I, like, I make my way to talk 
publicly about things that are pretty intimate with groups. And, I, and, and not all the time I say their names and, mm -hmm. and the names of specific people, but a lot of people were engaged because of that, because it's not too specific, you know? So it was a way to have, to make the conversation bigger, but the, the I mean, the half of it, of this program, Mundo Abierto, that I podcasted the whole the open year. World. Uh, open world. Yeah, yeah, that will be in English. And yeah. um, was half the conversation that I already had with, with people struggling with different stuff. So like looking at the complexities of the internal conversations of activists, of anarchists. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that was my way to talk about them because mo much of them are anonymous and, and, and they don't want to be of course. Uh, yeah, named. So that's the way I found to talk about things that should be talked, but in a way that is like public, but in a way that is that respects uh, things that we shouldn't say all the time, because this a lot of these people is fighting against huge interests, like big capital things. So it's a way to like um, strive or like channelize or like dance with this things that you have to say but you can't at the same time mm -hmm. so so that's the way i found what do you mean like yeah like this uh, there, there's a lot of fighting like anonymous fighting that have emotional problems specifically is emotional and, and divisions and separations mm -hmm. that should be talked about it's that's why i center on resentment or or how to deal with angriness like collective angriness Or people that 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 it's like bad at organizing, you know how how we how 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 people that talk with me have dealt with that, not just me. So that's my my podcasting was a way to to make public things that that not easy. That's the what that was the easier way to talk things that shouldn't be talked in another way. <laughs> sure, no, I understand. Yeah. Well, it seems really interesting because I think our generation of activists really are participating in this legacies of struggle, mm -hmm. of anti-colonial struggles, of class-based struggles. But I think that there's a recognition with, you know, millennials or Gen Z, both, mm -hmm. that for our sustainability and to not become bitter or resentful, that those everything you described about the magnitude and the immensity of the struggles taking place in Mexico today and the region, also Central America, it's massive and, and people are addressing it directly. But it's really interesting to hear you talk about the importance of also like self-reflection and, and being honest about the toll that these struggles take. Yeah, I think that it's connected that I'm the middle brother of my family. Okay. <laughs> so I always kind of connect the olders with the new generations. And, yeah. and, and, and that happens to me all the time. Mm -hmm. There's people that want to be visible. There's people that can't be visible. So because of the struggles. Sir. Because of the kind of struggle they, they fight. So for me, it's just like a, it's, it's, it's a kind of way of improvising, like social improvising mm -hmm. with politics and ideas. Uh, And, 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 and emotions are the, the best way to do it because a lot of people it's angry because of different things in different moments. So it's, it's easier to talk about angriness than to if, if you're right or wrong. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's easier to contact that there's a like intergenerational angriness against or madness or I don't know how to say that in English. Like, rage. Like rage against a lot of things. But these things changes and, and this identity are changing and, and this everything is changing all the time. 
So for me, it's, it, it has a lot of improvisation, you know, like mm. what can I name, what I can't name, what, what, what can I like beat, like, like, <laughs> like, how can I talk about the ghosts or, of our fights, ghosts that are still alive? The things and ghosts that, that are dead? Yeah, people that are the, dead, but, but, but are still alive in the struggle, yeah. like Samir Flores or like Miguel Peralta or, or, or like the people that are that, that dies in this, you know, and, and, and I can say their names because because they're dead or out of prison or it's not easy. You know, it's, it's, it's people that's pretty complicated. And um, and and yeah, for me, podcasting and ideas and, and social real life, it has a lot of improvisation. You know? And I come from music and, and that's like what I do now. I still improvising, but more like in who wants to be named, who doesn't, mm-hmm. what, what, what we need to talk about, even though these things has to be respectful, re- respectful or yeah. Yeah. diagonal or like mm-hmm. on direct, but what it has to be public in a way mm-hmm. for sometimes. And that's why I'm changing the name and doing new podcasting and, and mm-hmm. different things because it, it has to be, for mm-hmm. me, it's pretty rooted in the moment and, the, and in the people that talks with me. Sure. It's a way to get public the talks that I have not in public. <laughs> mm-hmm. People that have their own struggles and struggles that are not mine specifically, that I don't fight specifically because I'm not there, because I, I don't know, because different things. I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, in a way, it's about widening the conversation, you know, which is also what this podcast mm-hmm. is about. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you too, and and, and 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 yeah, I hope that you get more information. It's important for us to to see things that are not easy to see outside of the country. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, Samir Flores dead. Uh, just to say to name one, but there's there's a lot of things that like need different channels to like this, like your podcast or, or mm-hmm. this interview to get to known to be known or whatever so thank you because yeah. it's not just about me yeah yeah of <laughs> is that people yeah. are related to samir or or, or maya struggles or yeah sure and, and that are not mine but are important and, and are kind of connected and trying to be more connected respect, and respect. more power probably. respect thank you mm.